As we get closer and closer to uh, Holy Week, where we celebrate the really going into the passion of our Lord, these readings you could see get more and more. Jesus gets clearer and clearer of his mission and his purpose of being here. It becomes more and more apparent that he's here to die, that he's here to lay his life down, that he's here to give himself, that he's here not to be comfortable, but he's here to serve the Father. And he keeps going back again and again and again to that. If you listen to the readings, you know, throughout this week and the next week and into Holy Week, Jesus continues to say over and over and over that he's here to do the Father's will, that he's here to serve the Father, that his hour has come. And in our own lives, we need to always do the same thing. We need to remind ourselves every day, why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? You know, what is God inviting me to do to serve Him, to love Him, to give myself to Him? And so the Lord gives us these Scriptures today as we hear in the Gospel reading, it says these two people came to Philip, some Greeks. They wanted to... I'm sure they heard things buzz about Jesus. Who's this Jesus? I want to see him. That's what they said. They said, sir, we would like to see Jesus. And they wanted to see Jesus because Jesus isn't like the ordinary Joe. You know, Jesus has a way of life about him. He has an approach to life that's not really popular or not always seemingly something that we might presume someone like Jesus would have an approach to life. And his approach to life is that he has come to speak the truth, he is the truth, and to give life and love. And again, to lay his life down. He's come to die. And this is what our call is. It says here, Amen, I say to you, unless the grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Then he says, whoever loves his life will lose it, whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. So what he's saying there is that, you know, in the midst of all of the uh, arguments that are starting to occur where Jesus is, you know, the, the pol politics, if you will, of the synagogue, Jewish leaders, the politics of the Roman empire and the people following Jesus, even among his own apostles. You know, they, we know that story where there's like, hey, put us one at your left and one at your right. And so there's all this political, how can I win the election approach to life. There's this idea that, you know, Jesus doesn't really care if he wins the election. But what Jesus cares about is Father, I love you. Father, I will serve you. Regardless of my popularity, I will give to you. I will love you. I will lay my life down. And what he's saying to each of us is, when we allow Jesus to continue to live his life in and through each of us, in our day-to-day -day lives, we will often be unpopular. We won't be the democratic vote of the day. We will be often persecuted, often unpopular. We look at the crucifix, we see our Lord 
This is the pulpit. You know, one of the stations of the cross we do, you know, it's toward the end. I think it's 12, 13 station. It speaks about Jesus is dying on the cross. Is the, it's the pulpit through which he preaches to the world. And we know that he only seven said those seven last words. But yet the most powerful message was ever preached was from the cross. And so when we look at the cross, we see our Lord reminding us of our call as Christians, of our call as followers of Jesus, that it's not an easy calling. The end of the Gospel. Now is the time of judgment on this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. When I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. This is God's judgment on the world. This is how God judges, exercises His judgment from the cross. The cross is the throne of grace. So God exercises His judgment from the cross. And what's He judging? When you and I look at the crucifix, what we see is what sin does. When you look at the crucifix, you are brought into clarity and understanding of what is the real nature of sin. Like, what is sin? Often we separate our sin from what it really is. Looking at the crucifix reminds me that's what sin does. It puts to death God in my life. And when I look at the crucifix, it exercises judgment on me. I let Him exercise His judgment on me. And so when we look at that crucifix, it says the ruler of this world is being driven out. The ruler of this world is the one who wants to love only when it's convenient. The ruler of this world encourages people to love when it's comfortable, when it's easy, when it's convenient, when it's not going to impose any burden on you. That's how the ruler of this world wants us to learn about love. Because if you and I adopt an attitude and approach to life that is such that we only will love when things go our way, when it's easy, when we're not challenged, when, when everybody's cheering us on, that's easy. And that's not love. Real love is unconditional. It's, it's love regardless of what I feel, what I think, how comfortable I am. And, and as we get closer into Holy Week, God's inviting us to... I'd encourage you to just meditate upon the crucifix. You know, if you have one in your home. Meditate on the crucifix. Just look at the crucifix and reflect on how He judges those who hurt Him. How does Jesus judge His murderers. How does He judge us? With love. He forgives us. He forgives us. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And so, as we go through life, this is meant to cleanse us of the ruler of this world. He wants us to be purified 
of false love. He wants us to be healed of the lies that keep us from loving and giving to each other. Because, see, the temptation is to think, you know, the Scripture says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. And what the Lord's trying to say is, when you die giving yourself for the other, you bear great fruit. He, he died, but we know three days later He rose to new life. When we take the step into giving ourselves beyond the comfort zone, when we die and you know, do little things, not always the big things, I'm not talking about physical deaths so much as little deaths each day. When I give myself, that's when we experience the new life of grace begins to flow in us. And I think sometimes our spiritual journey is stagnant. Just reflecting on my own life. If, if our spiritual journey is stagnant, if you don't feel like divine life is flowing through you, then it might be because you've learned to reject the cross. You've developed a habit of avoiding the discomfort of the cross. We all tend to do that. And that's why we need to pray. That's why we need graces of the sacraments. And as we know, soon we'll be having our confession marathon will begin. And you'll all be invited to come to Jesus and to receive this grace of the sacrament of confession so that when you come to communion, the graces of Holy Communion can be more fruitful in your lives. You know, I always like to say confession is like going into... Confession's like going into heart surgery. And you know, when your arteries are clogged, it stresses your heart. And if you don't get it taken care of, you die. That's physically speaking. Spiritually speaking, sin clogs our spiritual arteries. And it stresses the life of God in us. It, it, it constrains God. But when you go to confession... Jesus is like, you know, the divine cardiologist goes in there and scrapes out all the plaque and all the stuff in those arteries that keep His divine life from flowing through us so that you can be that good mom or dad or husband or father, man or woman, whatever it be, so that you can live the mysteries we celebrate of the Eucharist. So I'd encourage you, let, let Him judge you. Look at the crucifix and let Him judge you. Because if you let Him judge you, if you let God judge you, you'll be free. But it's risky putting yourself in the presence of the divine judge. Because according to us, love isn't something you get for free. It's that you have to earn love. So if I approach the divine judge with an idea that love has to be earned, I'll never approach the divine judge. I'll stay away, I'll hide from him. And I never experience the freedom of being judged by divine love. So see how the devil wants to keep us away from letting God judge us? Because he wants us to hold on to the lies that, no, he's not going to love you. He's not going to forgive you. He's not going to set you free He's going to criticize you. He's going to, he's, he's going to send you off to hell. 
You're not able to be forgiven. You can't be open and honest with Him. Because if you are, you'll be persecuted. You'll be laughed at. You won't be called. You won't be chosen. See the lies? When you go to confession, you're actually saying, judge me, God. Here's my sins. Judge me. You're confident in the judge to be a merciful judge. But when we stay away from our Lord, it's because the lies keep us in the darkness. If you believe He's going to condemn you, well then, oh, by all means, you're not going to ever go to confession or ever come before Him. That's why I say, get a crucifix, look at it, and be like, I did that to you. I'm okay with saying, I did that to you. Because it's true, Lord, I did that to you. And it's uncomfortable, Jesus, but I trust that you'll forgive me and, and love me. That's scary for some of us. Because nobody likes, nobody likes to admit, I did that to him. Until I can say, I did that to him, I won't be free. Because I'm not living in reality. So our sins are connected to that. And He doesn't come back at us with the same way we treated Him. He loves and forgives us. And then when we're forgiven and receive the freedom of the crucifixion of our Lord's love, we can go out and give that, that kind of love to a world that is hungering for that kind of love. So my prayer for you and today as we gather at this Mass that you can be like that grain of wheat. You fall to the ground and die. Die to yourself. Die to what keeps you from letting yourself say, I did that to you. Die to the lies that keep you from looking at the crucifix. Die to the lies that keep you from coming to the confessional. Die to them. And hear those beautiful words. I absolve you from your sins. That's, that's, that's what he wants to say. I absolve you from your sins. So we pray for each other as we enter Lent, or as we enter, Lent, as we enter Holy Week, and as we get closer to Holy Week here, that take that crucifix in your home and look at it. Look at him. You're a madman. God, you're a madman. He's a madman. Only someone madly in love would do that. And so he's in love with each of us. And we pray for the grace to be comfortable getting uncomfortable. Let him expose you. Let that expose you. Let it stir up. Let it, can, let it twist things around and say that. It's too much, God. I can't get it. It's too much for me. That's okay. That's where faith comes in. When I ask for deserved stone, you broke and gave your body as bread. And even the stone that dropped down and rolled away spoke of the one who
Not that.